he planned this and he was of lucid mind. So that is what is very disturbing to me that these people and, you know, like I was, they're not crazy. It's just that they're in a cult. Welcome to Crawl Space. I'm Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how are you today? I couldn't be better, Tim. Fantastic day. We got a fantastic guest. How are you? I am doing well, and you're right. We do have a fantastic guest. In fact, this is, I think, the third or fourth time we've spoken with Jatarth Jadeja, and he is a wealth of information about QAnon, and which is you know, really a big cult. And I know it's got a political sort of uh, backdrop to it, but ultimately it's a cult that uh, is involved in some crime, and uh, it's a cultural phenomenon that we can't help but dig into. Yeah, and we even say it during the interview that it's something we don't really enjoy talking about, but we need to talk about it. And Jatarth goes further by calling it a doomsday cult, which I think is pretty telling coming from somebody who was involved with it and who knows how it is woven into the political establishment currently. Uh, and it's fascinating to hear how he has maintained contact with people who are currently in QAnon who are affiliated and those who have gotten out. Right. I believe uh, Jatarth is a moderator at Reddit's QAnon Casualties, which is where um, some folks congregate when they have left QAnon. So uh, that's a pretty interesting project that he's got going on. And we spoke with him earlier this year in 2021. And again, he, he's just a wealth of information, and he kind of sees both sides of it because he used to believe in QAnon um, as a real thing, and his father still does. And the reason why we reached out to Jatarth again and have him on was so we could talk about this tragic story of Matthew Coleman, the surfing instructor, who believed that his children had serpent DNA that was put into their bodies by his wife, so he proceeded to murder them with a spear gun. Uh, we felt like that was an important reason to revisit the QAnon topic with a QAnon expert. Right. And we also touched on Gabby Petito because one of the um, kind of bonkers rumors out there was that she was a crisis actor. And so we wanted to um, discuss that uh, briefly with Jatarth. Okay, so I hope you enjoy this episode. And uh, yeah, Jatarth is great to talk to. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's kind of fun talking with Jatarth. I mean, it, it really is actually. But the the subject matter, it just you can't help get kind of depressed uh, and a little hopeless at times talking about this stuff. Uh, yeah, right. It is a bit nerve wracking because you don't know who is affiliated and and who has these beliefs that come with following QAnon. And Jatarth kind of says that he's like, you don't. You can't tell who they are. They're they're just like anyone you pass on the street, and they could be your family members like his father. Okay, everybody, thanks a lot for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. And feel free to swing on over to crawlspace-media.com. And we're going to play a quick word from our sponsor, and then we're going to get to the interview with Jatarth Jadeja. Thanks a lot for listening. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. 
With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to the podcast, Jitarth. How are you today, Jitarth? I am good. Thanks so much for having me back, guys. I wish I could say it was a pleasure to be here because it is, <laughs> but probably not for what we're going to discuss. <laughs> oh, God. You, 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 it's like you just crept into my brain because what I was thinking was it's a subject that I'm truly fascinated by, but I hate talking about it, but you have no. to talk about it or, or, else, no. or else it won't get oh, the, the attention it needs, but it doesn't need attention. It just needs awareness. But Jatart is so much fun to talk to, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. It's just a fun hang, you know. I'm glad someone thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, it blows my mind, and maybe this is just sort of the geek in me, that we're talking to you in the future. You're in the next day. <laughs> yes, I am. You guys are behind as always. Like, Jesus, man. It's 7 a.m. here. It's a beautiful day. Um, I think it's Tuesday. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not working at the moment, so it's hard to remember what day of the week it is. But, you know, yeah, you got to get with the times, man. Like, you know, you got to keep up, move up, you know, keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, I've been, I've been per- petitioning the government to um, just make one universal time. Why don't we have to have different time zones? And it's 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 winter where you are. It is. It is. At least it doesn't snow. Yeah. I I like I used to love snow because I never never saw snow. And then I went to Switzerland for the first time. I saw snow. And then 15 years later, I got caught up in Canada at Toronto Airport for like 24 hours in the middle of a snowstorm while I was hungover after being drunk the whole night before. So I hate snow. So I'm very glad it doesn't <laughs> snow here. To be honest, <laughs> nothing yeah. good comes with snow. No, yeah, no, no. I completely agree. See, I knew you're a fun hang. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Jatarth, how are you doing? And uh, what's new in your world? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Um, I've just been focusing more on, I guess, looking after some stuff and just doing some life stuff that I'd kind of put on hold with all this Q and on uh, discussion. Um, I'm still doing a lot of moderation on the QAnon casualties subreddit, which is now 200,000 people almost, which is ridiculous. Um, And yeah, I got a new job. I'm starting in uh, February, moving out in a couple of months, moving to Melbourne, uh, doing data analytics consulting. So that'll be really fun. I can't wait. And in the meantime, I'm just watching this car crash in slow motion of QAnon, thinking, well, at least I was ahead of the curve, I guess. Um, you know, it's like Game of Thrones. I read the books before the series was made. So, yeah, OG. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we said the we said the Q word, QAnon. That's what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. We had seen you on uh, Anderson Cooper months and months ago, and you had discussed with him about uh, how he you, you thought that he was one of the cabal, the child eaters, and it was an incredible interview. So that's why we reached out to you. And we need to continue this conversation because of this bat shit tragedy, this crazy, I don't even know what, it's it's beyond a crime, what, what this uh, person, Matthew Coleman, did to his children. 
and yeah. and this is why we have to talk about this. Yeah, it's 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 not just like I don't want to be hyperbolic because it is it is very shocking. Um, it's a crime, and children get killed by their parents, unfortunately, all the time. The distinction, however, is it wasn't just that he was going through a separation with his wife, and we've seen this a lot with. Um, you know, fathers, for example, or even wives who take out the um, their abuse on their children in order to hurt the other party. But he was quite upfront about it, which made me a little sus. But then I was looking a little bit more into it and his friends were just corroborating exactly the kind of behavior that a typical QAnon person um, extols, which is just sitting being obsessed with QAnon, being on his phone all the time, just obsessively reading over it and over it and over it. And it it was it was it was almost like a catalyst, you know, like if Q, if he hadn't fallen into QAnon, this would not have happened. But this is a problem. This acts like a catalyst for people who are already in a situation where they're more predisposed to commit such a crime. And it's so tragic and so sad because it's so ludicrous. Like this idea that your children are going going to grow up to be monsters. Where did you get this from? Like, but we know where you got it from. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't mean to be hyperbolic because it is so it is hyperbolic, and I think the motive the motivation and the intent is really what is concerning. Absolutely, and I think there is you do have to be hyperbolic because how many times are we going to see this in the future? And also, did you see when you were looking into him, did you see similarities between yourself and him at some level? Yeah, I would, exactly. Like just as I referenced to before, the obsessiveness, the just pure mm. obsessiveness with QAnon and conspiracy information, just being addicted to your phone, just being constantly absorbing all this different in like ideas and you know crazy beliefs and one just gets crazier and crazier than the other to a point where you just spiral out of control and you're just unable to stop it like i i know he's expressed a lot of regret after um so hopefully he's come to his senses but this is the thing this man was not crazy like it's not a temporary insanity defense and i'm i'm not a lawyer i'm not a psychologist i don't know anything about that but my point is that he was lucid. He 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 knew what he was gonna do. He drove the car there. He prepared. It's not like he, you know, put his freaking pants on his head and ran around, smeared shit on the walls, and then you know decided he needs to kill his children while they're in the room next door. Like he planned this, and he was of lucid mind. So that is what is very disturbing to me that these people, and you know, like I was, they're not. They're not crazy. It's just that they're in a cult. Oh. Yeah, this is a particularly sad one, um, especially with kids involved. Yeah. And so you you think he was genuinely he b- believed these things. He wasn't uh, he's not using this as an excuse at this point. No, I don't think so, because you would have had to then plan that out and that behavior in terms of be, acting the same way in with your friends and your family for weeks and maybe months beforehand it doesn't seem like a rational thing to do if you're just trying to get out of you know the highest 
court the highest uh, punishment for killing your children i do it does the contemporaneous evidence does line up with what he's saying and he he volunteered it straight up like someone the dog the police were talking to him and he said yeah dude look you know i killed them because i thought they were going to be turned into monsters and it's, and it's probably going to be hard to understand but if you're if you're so sure of something right and someone he, he, someone just comes up to you and asks you mm, you know why did you do this thing and you're and you're sure of it you're not there's you're not gonna hide it you just you just, like I, I, I this is a really bad explanation but he just he just said it he's just like this is why i did it you know this is why i did it this is where i got the information from i felt like i had to do it and he was behaving very rationally in that regard like that is how you would want someone who's committed a crime to interact with the police it's not like they he was lying and nothing came out and and i just and i don't think the police want to straight up start some sort of panic and would advertise the fact that this was because of QAnon, like it was some sort of tenuous link and they're just trying to sort of i don't know frame some you know pseudo political point it just it just the idea that it's it's not related to QAnon seems more of a conspiracy than the idea that it, it is related to QAnon, if that makes sense. Yeah. And here's something that might feel random. And uh, this was in one of our, our correspondence because I literally didn't know how to address this. And I'm going to try to be as vague as possible because I truly think that this is uh, a potentially volatile situation. Um, and I'm going to use we and I'm going to be very general because I don't want to give out names or anything. But we had hung out with a friend who we hadn't seen in a long time and this person has a job which puts which puts them in contact with a lot of people and and the boss of that job who had been there for a decade or more owned the place that they worked suddenly came out and said she doesn't trust the drinking water and this is what our friend was telling us they said my boss just just said the other day that she doesn't trust the drinking water because uh it's contaminated because they are putting chemicals in it to uh turn us into their serpent people and our friend laughed and said asked her if she was kidding and yeah. and we hadn't been talking about QAnon. Yeah. And I said, I said, this is, 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 is this person into a, a QAnon believer? Is she a QAnon believer? And she said, yeah, I think so. And yeah. her boss told her that she sees lizard people. And she said, have you ever seen the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You can see you can see them. You can recognize them because their lips look like the lips on the turtles from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and and we were kind of laughing. And I said, "You, you have to tread so lightly around this person." This was just around the same time where the um, where the uh, Coleman um, murders happened, yeah. and and she we were laughing about it a bit. But there's a serious thread to it where. It, hundred yeah, percent. Like yeah. I can totally imagine that situation. That's a very like nervous kind of laugh. 
like you're not sure what to do so like you're like ah but like yeah 100 man and look there is a 80 percent chance she has never heard of QAnon. i for sure the QAnon, this conspiracy movement has fractured and decentralized via different platforms via instagram via telegram via discord it is completely fractured to the point where a lot of these crazy conspiracy beliefs that come from in and around the QAnon central com uh, community have flowed downstream into other communities who will openly tell you they've never heard of QAnon and they don't believe in QAnon, but they do believe in XYZ. So I guess like one, one example I could just use is just Dude, election fraud. Like the Republican Party thinking that Donald Trump somehow like got the election was stolen. Dominion voting, that directly came from the QAnon 8chan research boards. I was I had heard of it before it even came out. It was being talked about in 2018. It then Ron Watkins went on OAN in like November 2020 and Talk, talked about the exact same talking points after a flurry of activity. Donald Trump retweets it, and then boom, you go on. It's like the Donald Dot Win replacement, and they're all talking about election fraud, but they all think QAnon is full of shit, despite having no idea where the idea of election fraud came from. So that is a very like, at least based in reality kind of like belief that originates from this this community. The, the lizard thing, yeah, of course, like 100%. I mean, I've heard, I used to think They Live, which is a great movie, by the way, was some sort of um, documentary. And that's a doc, essentially a documentary about like reptilians and in human skin taking over the planet. But your friend is, these people are everywhere. They are everywhere. You can't, they, they don't like, like I said, these people are not crazy in the typical sense where they are shitting in their hands and smearing them on the walls. You can't you can't spot them out out of a crowd. They just look like normal people. Matthew Coleman just looked like a normal guy. The police, the head of the police union in New York, who had a QAnon mug, you know, behind on his desk while he's doing an interview, he just looked like a normal guy. You've got GOP representatives who are just openly spouting QAnon shit on like Instagram. They just look like normal people. And the, the problem is that if this was sort of, um, I guess it's, it's, it's the volume and speed at which these sort of conspiracy cults have propagated that is very disconcerting. And your friend's boss, like you first of all, your friend should definitely look for another job, like as, as soon as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Secondly, look, I've had American tap water, and I'm going to tell you right now, there is some shit in there, and which I, I'm like, dude, nah, it's not for me, man. It's, it tastes a little metallic for me. All right, but that's probably because I'm a little sensitive, um, or maybe it just sucks. But <laughs> either way, there's no like, just can you imagine what you would have to what your worldview would have to be to believe that not only are there lizard, 
you know, um, lizard people or, or reptiles or snake people, whatever she said. But then the crux of it is this savior complex that she can spot them, right? It's not as if there were lizard people and it's really hard to spot them and she's no better and she's only just learning because she just found out about it. No, no, no. She can spot them because of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, and their lips are like kind of thick. It's the same thing kind of with like Matthew Coleman. It was, he has to stop the kids from becoming monsters. Well, like on a, on a, like, let's assume that you thought your kids were to grow up to be monsters. There's a million things you can try first before you kill them. That seems like the most extreme. Why don't you um send them to Bible camp, right? That's just a joke. But like, why don't you try anything else? Like, why do you have to do it? Why do you have to do something so extreme? Because there's a savior complex which pro propels people to take personal individual action. And that is, that's very disturbing. And one of the most disturbing parts of what our friend's boss said was that she's very worried about all of this, but in three years we'll all return to paradise. Yeah, that's exactly, that's the one thing that all QAnon people have in common. So if someone believes in some conspiracy theory, whatever it is, doesn't matter if they've heard of QAnon or not, and they have this idea of a date, uh, sort of, uh, you know, where everything will be fine, the military, like the storm, essentially, the great awakening. And specifically, like I, I think I mentioned it before, but just to reiterate, it's the uh, unsealing of sealed indictments, declaration of martial law, military tribunals for civilians, followed by their public executions. And the civilians being people, members of the cabal, like Hillary Clinton and, you know, Tucker Carlson probably, who knows. But um, yeah, like that's, that's, that's why I think that in terms of, um, in terms of a sociological uh, or a social construct, that the closest thing we have to describe QAnon is a doomsday cult because that great awakening is their specific doomsday. And the problem with doomsday cults is, and this is, like, I'm not a psychologist, but like all the academic literature is out there. It's a very well-studied phenomenon for the last 40, 50 years. So people understand it pretty well. They might not understand cults completely well, but they understand how these things usually go. And the way they go is that essentially the doomsday cult has a prediction, a prediction about a doomsday. Now the doomsday doesn't arrive. Some cult members go, you know, fade away, but usually they just get more evangelicalized in their beliefs. And they've either suspect they've either um, been married, they've either got the date incorrect, which happens all the time, um, or somehow their actions warded off the doomsday and they their beliefs get reinforced instead of disavowed. This cycle continues and eventually the doomsday cult gathers enough people to draw the ire of some authorities and the authorities then go and impose sanctions and restrictions which only further reinforces their beliefs and it just goes into a vicious cycle where the stronger the beliefs and the actions get of the doomsday cults the more sanctions that are placed upon them by authorities and then the more stronger their beliefs get and blah 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 to the point where 
they eventually come to the conclusion that they need to bring about their doomsday. And for most doomsday cults, their doomsday is like, oh, the apocalypse or, you know, the aliens from heaven or whatever. But with QAnon, it's just military, like a military dictatorship, um, martial law specifically. So there are the, the sanctions that are being pushed onto them now are only reinforcing their beliefs and helping the movement pick up steam. And your friend's boss, she might not be anyone, most uh, overwhelming majority of them will not do anything. Um, most people in any group don't do anything. But the fact that she believes this means that she'll probably stand by and watch someone else do something without, without a second thought. And she were like, what is your friend? What do you think your friend's boss is going to do when in three years, nothing happens from her perspective? Like, what do you think? She'll probably make, make excuses. I, I would yeah. assume that yeah. there would be some excuses made, but I, I, I thought you were going to say. Though. She'll make preparations. Oh, right? she, yeah. I can't imagine where she's going to be in three years if she's escalating yeah. at this rate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a 60 something year old woman yeah. who has achieved a lot in her life. You'd never, she owns mm. a company. Uh, she employs people. Mm. <laughs> she runs payroll. It, like, and then she, she buys into this. It just like, it's so hard for me to, to make that distinction. She probably hasn't achieved as much as she wanted. Um, I think, and it's purely anecdotal, but I think that there's a, distinct connection between the disconnect uh, between the point of where you are in life in your stage of life say your social status or your career or relationships um, and where you think you should be or where you want to be and that gap is almost directly proportional to how how far down the rabbit hole you will fall so while she could be a very successful small business owner for example maybe she thought she should be much better. Maybe there were missed opportunities in her life. It's hard to tell, right? Like we're just making wild speculation about this person that we don't really know that much about. Um, but it's, yeah, it doesn't, it's not, a, it's not a matter of achievement, you know? Like you can be, a, you, everyone's susceptible to cults. They've, they function as a, like, as a way that human, basic human society functions in, in the terms of an in-group out-group and you're a hundred percent correct when you say this happened so quickly this this is like this is a problem this it's not if this was a thousand years old we wouldn't be talking about this this is four years old and it started on like started on fucking eight chan like the four chan or four chan um so it is scary and matthew coleman this was not like the first person to do like related to QAnon. There was like in a, a couple of weeks ago in France, there was a QAnon related incident of kidnapping. That was pretty big news in the European news. In April earlier this year, there was a mother who killed her children because she didn't want them to be taken by um, her, the pedophiles in her town, which were running a pedophile ring that involved like the sheriff and the mayor and whatnot. Like, what does that sound like to you? And there's, there's lots of these cases 
dozens of these cases that have happened that are not related to the capital riots that are just individuals taking action and it's been going on for years it started in what 20 i think 18 there was that guy who sort of took hoover dam hostage there was a guy who killed a mafia boss and these things are accelerating like it, it's an exponential acceleration. In one year, we could see a dozen more incidents. In two years, we could see 50. In like, God, I don't want to think about it. You could see hundreds in like a matter of years, in 10 years. But that's, that's probably a little hyperbolic. Um, but it is very scary. And, and the worst thing about it is that it's, we're just starting to get a grasp of the situation. It's so hard to understand what's going on, let alone to counter it. And I feel like we're moving way too slow on this part. I agree. Yeah. Well, what what can you do to stop it? Or, I mean, is, is there anything that comes to mind uh, that could derail this woman? We'll just use this hypothetical woman. Um as an as an example now um but i mean what would you do uh, to try to stop her from going down this rabbit hole i mean first i would try and find out what she believes secondly i would try and would not really focus on her beliefs focus on her behaviors because if she thinks this she's taken other behaviors in her personal life that has that is very out of the normal right maybe she bought like a gallon like a, a literal truckload of water maybe she spent money there maybe she spends too much time on the internet the lack of personal connection as well with these individuals is always going to propagate them more into their QAnon conspiracy crowd you need to sort of find a way to de-radicalize them and unfortunately i don't know exactly what that way is um, my dad is still in QAnon and like, I haven't been able to de-radicalize him. Right. Um, but I, <laughs> with this lady, I just think that it's something that her family, there has to be a reason why she fell into QAnon. There has to be a reason. She must've experienced some kind of tragedy. Like did someone pass away? Did she lose like, you know, did her business, you know, doing badly? Like, there is a reason people gravitate towards these cults that tend to espouse, you know, a sense of meaning and self-worth. That is what I would address. And, I'm, like, I mean, first thing I would do is, I mean, just such, it's a, it's a little silly, but, like, in Australia, for example, you are allowed 10 free psychological, uh, 10 free trips to a psychologist a year. Um, that's like you don't pay for. That's just part of the public health care. Americans don't have anything like this. Like seeing a psychiatrist in the US is is fracking expensive. There's there's zero mental health service that's available that is not going to cost you a lot of money. And I think providing that as just a base level has to be something that something that has, has to happen but that's not the only thing that has to happen i mean without not like i said without knowing more about this lady i can't really go into more specifics but maybe distracting her getting her out of the house like it's just it really depends on the person 
So yeah, yeah. I can't, you, you, uh, you you said that maybe something happened with her business during um, during COVID, and and she does own a place that interacts a lot with the public, and they were one of the places that you know wasn't deemed essential, and they were shut down for a little while. So she yeah. had plenty of time to yeah. distract herself with the QAnon rabbit holes, and I, I'm sure that's when it all happened. Um, mm. But we don't need psychological counseling over here, Jatar. We're too tough for that. <laughs> Yeah, we have cigarettes and horses <laughs> and that's steak. That's true. true. Look, and all those things are great. I'm not, like, I'm not gonna lie. Um, no, but, but like, it's just this is a this is something that needs a top down and bottom up approach and from the side. Like, I just think that this really does need to be actioned on all levels, including things like allowing them back back onto Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, which I know sounds insane, right? But hear me out. When, when Reddit banned QAnon, it was very back in the early days. Um, and QAnon hadn't really taken a foothold. It was just a very small enclave that we were. And when Reddit banned us, that definitely, that put a big dent in, in, in the number of people who were able to access that information. When Twitter and Facebook banned QAnon, it had already metastasized. It was already spread. There were already hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people talking about this kind of information. And this, even though they were on the platform and there was a risk of other people finding their ideas, there's also more of a chance that other people will debunk their ideas because there's more normal people on the internet, which is saying a lot considering types of people on the internet um but you they also lost any element of control that they had over the conversation because while you're on these platforms you can't be racist you can't be sexist you can't do, do have you know have death threats and call for violence and all that kind of stuff so you have an element of control over their conversation by removing them you did like you didn't do anything you didn't make a dent in their numbers you didn't stop the spread you you like it had already metastasized far beyond that point and you lost it all and you gave up control over that conversation for nothing like what value was it you just pushed them out of polite society and then all these studies came out saying oh dude QAnon is dying because there's less chatter on social media. And it's like, bro, are you like, are you a sign? Are you an ac like, uh, like, are you actually a social academic? This is embarrassing. Like, yeah, because they banned it. And uh, it all it's done is spread through like Telegram, for example. All it's done is spread through like 8chan or even Facebook groups, um, which is still hard to like stop. And like that you need you need light you need disinfectant if it wasn't for mike rothschild and his debunking i would still be in QAnon, and that never would have happened if mike was unable to find out what people in QAnon are saying which also makes it hard for researchers who i know a lot of who find it incredibly difficult to then find their way into these enclaves because while there might be 100 like Linwood's telegram group last time I checked had like 800,000 people in it right 
but there's so many of them it's hard to keep tab now because they're not centralized that's one way like another way i would say is disprove the connection between donald trump and qanon and i know what i mean is not i'm not talking about as like you know it's not semantics what i'm talking about disprove the specific connection that q um implied not implied the q like specifically stated that they have with donald trump show the level of manipulation that goes into these fake predictions and fake like vague um like concepts that anyone can latch on to show and there show q like the thing that really got me against Q was the mechanics within Q's own ecosystem that he had set up, that he broke his own rules multiple times. Show that. Talk about the trip codes. Look, you need to look further than Ron Watkins. Ron Watkins is not like, yeah, I get it. He's a big, he's a big swing dick in the QAnon community, right? But he didn't start QAnon. And it's just like you need to you need to show who started it. NBC did a good article about who started it, but like these these both Tracy Beans, um, Paul Ferver, and God, I can never remember this guy's names. I forgot James something, uh, Patriot and not like Tracy Beans ran for like a place in um, the Republican Party, so some Republican Party um, position, and I don't think she won, but like that's her clearly intent. She's facing no consequences for having propagated this. I mean, you really need to look at this as um, like a cult. Like that's the only way, but it's so much more than that, but that's the best way of looking at it. And I, don't know, I think it's, I think it's very politicized at the moment, which is fine. I don't think that's wrong, um, but I do think that by the time that people understand the threat that these people could be and are we're going to end up in a situation where like you know it's like the war on terror or the war on drugs except it's the war on q and on you know q adjacent and it's taking place on home soil that is that is my concern and we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Thanks to our sponsors. And now we're back to the program. Now, how does somebody like your father, even yourself, when you're um, immersed in all of this and someone who is obviously aligned with QAnon in uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, people like that, how can they read an article about Matthew Coleman and what he did to his kids and not say this is fucked? And, and not say this is now entered into a, a really awful reality. Come on, dude. What do you like? Come on. Fake news. What do you mean? Oh, like, so it's right. Crisis acting easy. and all that. Yeah, that's easy. And then on top of that, if they do acknowledge, they did that with Ashley Babbitt. <laughs> if they do acknowledge it, no, but then second, oh, he's Antifa. Third, right. like the false flag. 
Um, like fourth, it's just like, oh, you know, he was right. Um, fifth, like, you know, oh, they were probably Jewish, right? Like, this depends on who you ask. There's so many ways to instantly dismiss this that I don't like. I looked for I looked for discussions and like, yeah, that that was barely anyone batted an eye. No one even batted an eye. They don't people in QAnon honestly do not believe that this idea that, for example, you can go back to sleep. They believe once your eyes are open, they're always open. They would never believe that anyone who was formed, like someone who used to believe what they believe, don't doesn't believe that anymore. Like there's no rational, you're not dealing with rational actors. Um, you know, rational actors, even in economics have access to um, information. These guys, they're not rational. They're completely irrational. And you're dealing with, you're really dealing almost with just like, like an animal. And the, nothing like this will get through to them. Nothing, you, there's no X equals, no, dude, look, look at this. X, X is bad, yes? And then QAnon says, yes. And this is X, which you says, yes. Therefore, this is bad. No, thank you. That, that, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> How is your dad doing? He's, look, in terms of his behavior, he's, he's great, right? He's back to his regular old self, regular old dad, you know? Like, he's not like he, he resents me or anything like that. Like, it's almost become kind of a joke in our house where he's like, oh, you're, you know, you're talking to the cabal, they are brainwashing you. And I'm like, yeah, dad, dad, I'm totally brainwashed. And he'll have like a half a smile on his face. So my dad's doing really well. Um, he's starting to try and focus back on um, working on his patents, which is why he retired. Um, I'm supposed to fix his laptop, but I haven't done that. So that's my fault. But at the same time, yeah, he still believes in it and he's still confident. and he still strongly believes in it. It's not like his belief is lacking. He told me uh, like a month ago that the, the storm was 100% happening in like a week, right? So I, I can't talk to my dad about politics or world events and stuff like that anymore, which is sad because that's the only kind of like father-son bonding activity that we had. But then again, like in terms of all the families that have been ripped apart by QAnon. I mean, that's, that's probably, that's probably very lucky. Have you, speaking of um, crisis actors, have you heard about the Gabby Petito case? And um, I'm just curious if that came up on QAnon casualties, people were claiming she was a crisis actor. Yeah. 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 Of course. Um, like I didn't pay much too much attention to it, but yeah, people like it. Like I said, it's so decentralized and segmented that not because depending on the platform, depending on how they access and interact with their QAnon community, you'll find that a lot of people on Q, um, Pastel QAnon, which is like Instagram, which is kind of like these health and fitness networks, um, were more interested in this particular case, whereas people on um, say greatawakening.win or telegram weren't more very interested they had their own kind of stuff going on with the arizona audits and whatnot so yeah it's just they'll say whatever they need to do to prove that they are correct like they they, they will either say she's she's simultaneously 
it's this this what happened simultaneously is fake and real depending on how it fits their beliefs at this like at the same time i i saw a lot of that it's it's interesting to me when you have um i could see how they could say something like that about ashley babbitt because that was pretty directly related to what could have been interpreted as a, a QAnon movement um but What's the benefit in calling Gabby Petito a crisis actor? I mean, it's a it was a missing young woman who was yeah. later found dead, and it's sort of unplaying like unfolding in real time. But seems to have come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, why did they jump on that bandwagon and say crisis actor? There's no like political agenda to her murder. Uh, everyone kind of jumped on that bandwagon, right? Yeah. So they are naturally going to say crisis actor because that's their default position crisis actor that's the default position um secondly whatever re the benefit is to them that it reinforces their beliefs that's all they're looking for because there's 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 nothing overt that has happened that has reinforced their belief right like you know nothing like hillary clinton is not in jail um like, you know, Donald Trump didn't win. Like, John Durham is like, I don't know where the hell he is. But nothing has happened. All the predictions that Q made is wrong. So they are constantly looking for, they live almost in like an inverse world where all that is fake is true and all that is true is fake. But they are just looking for validation in any way, shape or form for their beliefs and they are like i saw a photo yesterday of um the oh god i forgot what bay it was um there was a like a like a docking bay for like loading like loading ships and there was like 55 ships just stuck in this port right and q had like taken a photo of the port or posted a photo of the port or something like that because it's a main port in and out of the state and someone was posting that up and talking about how Q predicted it and everyone was jumping on board. So, and that is, that is a strong, like that, that was at least, you know, a port that existed and there was a photo. So these people aren't interacting with news and the world the same way you and I are, where unless we're given a reason to disbelieve something that we would on the whole believe this. Right. Like, why wouldn't we believe that Gabby Petito was murdered by her boyfriend? Like someone would have to explain, give us a reason not to believe or say it was fake or something like that. But yeah, these they don't take in information the same way that normal people do because they're not normal. Now, has there been any chatter about the possibility that Donald Trump will be reinstated? Is that still ongoing? Because I know that that was like that doesn't stop. That is, that's yeah. not even like. Or they that, just come up with a new a, date. Yeah, it was like, dude, twenty twenty two. Um, you'll see, you'll you'll see, like, just constant. It's uh, there's Red October now. There's a big thing. Red October it comes around every fucking October. Red October, right? Red October. Um, it's always just around the corner, right? Um, when Facebook went down earlier, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. That was the 10 days of darkness, 10 days of darkness. This constant chatter about Donald Trump being reinstated. And that will not stop until if and when like he goes like, you know, for the Republican primary again. What's Red October? 
oh, it's just, it's red October is the day that, you know, the storm will happen, the 10 days of darkness. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. It's just a cultural phenomenon that they've latched onto and made it their own. <laughs> I, was, I was really hoping for something better. Yeah, it happens every October. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. That's all that happens. Is it the only month that they attribute a color to? No, no way. Every every month there's something. Someone said did June, July, this, blah, blah, blah. Or the constitution was signed here, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I was looking kind of for more about the Gabby Petito thing, and, and there's just really nothing else um, there about it that I found other than she was in a video about Sandy Hook. She was in a music video about Sandy Hook, but I don't know what, how that makes her a crisis actor or her fake. Uh, or everyone's a crisis actor. It's like every everyone. What do you mean, dude? <laughs> this is not a real conversation. We're not talking. Yeah. We're both we're talking about CIA and blah blah blah. We're both paid, right? Like, wow. like for example, they like they barely acknowledge me, which I'm not complaining about, by the way. I'm, this is very, I'm very happy with this, right? And the few times that they did, they're like, because I was in some made for Australian, made for TV Australian movie when I was like eight or something. Uh, like I have an IMDb and they were like, look at this actor that CNN hired. And like, that, that was it. That was, that was it. It doesn't matter. That's all it, it takes. Okay. So you've actually been called a crisis actor. Yeah. An actor, like not even a crisis act, like a, like an actor. Cause there's like an IMDb of me in like some old Australian movie when I was like eight for like forcing, by the way. <laughs> What's the movie? Feel free to plug. No, it was called Singapore Sling, like Road to Mandalay. It had John Waters in it, which is like, he's like a oh. famous, he's, 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 yeah. he's, he's like a very, as people in Australia know him, put it that way, people in Australia over like 50 know him. Do you say John Waters? Like, yeah. Like the yeah, John yeah. Waters, the filmmaker? Like dude, Pink Flamingos? John no, Waters? no, dude. The other John Waters, that's his brother. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the serpent John Waters. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The one who directed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, yes, yes. Not to be confused with John Watterson, who was right. his brother, who was also directed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but the secret one, the CIA one. Right. Is that is the serpent thing and and the monster thing that is that something that comes up um, over and over? Yeah, the serpent thing is kind of a um, like a cousin of the reptilian thing. They're, mm -hmm. they're very similar and they sort of overlap, and they like those two beliefs have um like like i guess they go they go way back i think to re some really old conspiracy theories and they're quite it it like i said it it really depends on which qanon community or qanon relate adjacent community he was getting his information from like the stuff my dad talks about is not what is not the stuff that say people talk about on 8chan it's not the stuff that Lidwood talks about in his Telegram group. It's not the stuff that Ron Watkins talks about. It's not the stuff that any number of Facebook group talks about. It's not the stuff that a group of someone on who's following QAnon on through Pastel um, Pastel QAnon on Instagram talks about. So, it but that is like I've heard that before because I was a big reptilian guy, um, the serpent and the snake, and it goes back to like the snakes and garden of Eden and the snake offering Eve, the apple, um, things like that. So it is, 
it's definitely something I've heard of and I'm reasonably aware of, but it's it's just so it's just one of a bright, it's just one of many. One of many. Who is providing? I don't even know how to ask this question, but I wrote it down. Uh, when did you first hear about this, like serpent DNA? And if you can remember, and where does it come from in the first place? And where do they say that this comes from? So I first heard about it, it was probably around 2018, somewhere, um, when I was doing some reading um, in terms of, I, I think it was just some like conspiracy books, like talking about history and etymology, not etymology, history and just like like conspiracies and whatnot. I guess some kind of cousin to like ancient aliens or something like that. The serpent DNA is something, I've heard even Alex Jones talk about this, and it is like essentially some sort of corruption that was placed into the DNA of people in order to uh, corrupt them. I guess that's the best way of putting it. So the same way the serpent or the devil, who's the devil, by the way, right, used the apple to corrupt Eve, that is the same way this serpent DNA is being used to corrupt humans. And it is a more technologically updated story of a very old version that goes literally back to the Garden of Eden. So that that's that's roughly what I know about it. So there is some roots in religion or at least the Bible? Yeah, yeah. Are people religious in QAnon? Because I know that Coleman, he was, he was a bit religious, right? It didn't used to be like this. It used to be more secular, more, it wasn't even a pro-Republican thing and it was anti-Democrat. It was more bipartisan, like the cabals in both parties. But Q used a lot of Bible phrases. So that naturally, that it, people like um, say hardcore, not hardcore Christians, but like Christians and Catholics, they really gravitated towards it. And everything like, like it, it is very, very quasi-religious at the moment. And there is a disproportionate over-representation of conservative Christian individuals who are attracted to QAnon specifically because of this religious um, like marriage, I guess you can say, to the point where there are, it is very prevalent in churches, very prevalent. You've got congregations who are being preached to by this. Like, I'm sure you guys have seen the, like, you know, those televangelists and the, and the preachers and, the, you know, they have the whole stadiums. You have, like, they were always Donald Trump's, like, big supporters, main support base um, via Michael Pence. And despite the fact that Donald Trump threw my pants to the wolves, because that's what he does, they still support him. Those kind of people have been preparing for the rapture and judgment day and whatnot for ages, forever, you know? And it's a big business. And the preachers are now sort of latching on to this. There's, there's lots of um, former ministers and preachers who have come out trying to discuss, trying to shine a light on that issue, that this is completely seeped its way into the heart of conservative Christian culture and life and theology and teaching. But just it, it, these communities are very insulated. 
you know, they're not going to talk to the me- mainstream media. They wouldn't talk to the mainstream media before Donald Trump came along. Why would they talk to them now? And like, yeah, absolutely. That's the biggest overlap at the moment um, within demographics of QAnon. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but in a in a hypothetical scenario, what if Matt Coleman came out and said that, you know, QAnon is not a real thing. I was I was disturbed when I did this. Totally wrong. On top of that, what if they broadcast his trial? And then what if his wife, because I don't believe his wife or family have made any comments yet, but what if she came out and said, exactly what happened and, and how he went down this rabbit hole with QAnon. I, I think that, that I do, despite whatever most QAnon people would say, 100% that would help. Oh, okay. Like, despite, because the number one thing that helps former, that helps people leave cults is listening to other former cult members because they can empathize. And that will not, like, that's not going to, there will be, my point is that that will definitely help. People will re-see themselves in Matthew Coleman, understand where he's coming from, be horrified at what he did and be concerned at what could happen to them and what has happened to them. Um, so that would definitely help, right? And you would, we would need more of that. Like, I, th- there are lots of, there, there are other former QAnon people who are speaking out, which is great. And I like a lot, I'm very happy to see that all the time. Um, so, that would definitely help. That would be the number one thing I guess you could do. And what when are you getting your podcast where <laughs> you have on people who have gone through not only QAnon, but other cults, other doomsday cults, other, you know, experiences like this and come out the other side? Well, that I really don't want to do that. <laughs> like, like, I um, like, I don't, like, I don't want to make Q- QAnon my thing, right? Which is, I know this sounds really strange considering that I do a lot of it, but I just, like, that would take up all of my, I would literally have to change, make QAnon my thing. And I just, don't, I just, I can't do that. I cannot, like, I've made it my thing before. I can't be obsessed with it now in the opposite direction. I'm not saying that, like, may- maybe I will have to do that at some point, right? But I'm trying to avoid doing that for as long as I can. Because, bro, I, like, I hate QAnon so much. I hate it. It is so toxic and nefarious. And I think in time, what you are saying, some kind of like cohesive movement of former QAnon people, I think that this will happen. Like, I don't know when. It is starting to happen. Unfortunately, the subreddit is not very active. But QAnon casualties is taking up a lot of my time. However, it's very hard to get, because look, let's be real, dude. This is very embarrassing to be part of QAnon, okay? This is not like, like, it's not like it's great to be part of any cult, but like, you know, someone who is like ex-Mormon, right? Or ex-Scientologist, you know, the stories are like, oh, like I was raised in it as a child. And it's like, yeah, like, it's of course, man. Like it's like it's not your fault, right? It's very shameful and embarrassing to admit that this was something that you believed in because it's so ludicrous and so ridiculous. Um, but I think that will happen in time. I just don't know. I just wonder, like, how much 
how like before we finally as a society look at this and construct this as 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 like a, almost like called a mental health problem a de-radicalization problem and at the same time not fall into the trap of demonizing them as much as they demonize us there will be prices that have to be paid there will be suffering that has to happen and i do not think that for any second that we have seen the worst of it the last of it i don't even think it's been that that bad even though it's been really bad and people have died like this thing is just getting started